Sunday, it's C. And welcome to our Season 1 Year End Special. Hello everyone and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. Happy Holidays. Happy Almost New Year. Thank you so much for joining me for this December's Devotion Series. September, October, November, and December, we did four little mini-series where instead of having a different word and a different mantra each week, we had one word for an entire month that we observed from different perspectives, and we had one mantra for that entire four-month span. We just finished exploring this mantra of, I will realign my soul by redefining my goals. I'd like to take a moment in this episode to just say all of the words that we focused on in season one and any mantra that may have been attached to them. This will give you a little roadmap to go back further into the season. Maybe you haven't been with us since episode one and you'd like to catch up before season two begins after the new year. So buckle up, grab a piece of paper and a pen if you'd like. Just remember all of the episodes from season one will remain not only on the YouTube page for Sundays with C, we also have a Facebook community page for Sundays with C. And finally, one of my favorite places to visit Sundays with C would be on my personal lifestyle blog at findingthespacebetween.blogspot.com. There's a tab right at the top that says Sundays with C. You'll find all of the episodes there, including our bonus guided meditation sessions. Let's do a little recap. Episode 2, Self-Reliance. Begin anywhere, and you'll feel the possibilities everywhere. Episode 3, Authenticity. Be yourself because the universe needs you to. Episode 4, Purpose. When I discover what I'm meant to do, I'll know where I'm destined to go. Episode 5, Confidence. Words matter. I will choose them wisely and speak them passionately. Episode 6, Vulnerability. When I'm honest about who I am and all I want, people will follow me. Episode 7, Clarity. When I create a universe for myself that is made up of truths, I see the full picture clearer than ever before. Episodes 8 through 11 were the self-series. We focused on being selfish with your time, with your energy, with your heart, and with your goals. I will realign my soul by redefining my goals. Episodes 12 through 15 were the openness series. We discussed being open to change, the perspectives of others, life's challenges, as well as wonder. I will realign my soul by redefining my goals. Episodes 16 through 19 were the Nurturance series. Nurturing the seeds in your life, your gifts, those who love you, and your corner of the universe. I will realign my soul by redefining my goals. And lastly, episodes 20 through 23 were the Devotion series. We discussed being devoted to your learning process, your journey, your dreams, and finally, your legacy. What I love about the last four months of our show 
episodes 8 through 11, 12 through 15, 16 through 19, and 20 through 23, is that any one of those months can be treated as a whole separate unit of study, a unit of focus. We discuss in depth the importance of being selfish, being open, being nurturing, and being devoted as good practices that when redefined and taken seriously with acute intention could be life-changing for repositioning you. Repositioning you for something like a new year, wouldn't you say? A reset, if you must. What I love about the first season of this show is that we had the opportunity to talk about really big ideas that could be relevant for anyone who is in any place of their life. No matter your age, no matter your color, no matter your beliefs, there's an opportunity here for everyone to walk away with something. And at any point in time, I feel confident in saying the groundwork that we laid down in season one is work that you can come back to even when we're far into further seasons. That's exciting to me. That feels like a huge accomplishment. And I am sending out season one to the universe with so much gratitude in my heart, so much joy, and so much excitement. So maybe this holiday season before the new year begins, share this show with someone that you know who you think would love what we talked about this past season. This show means the world to me. I'm so excited for season two. I can't wait to speak to you guys after the new year begins. Stay tuned for season two of Sundays with C. We will be returning to a format where we're discussing one topic each Sunday. Feel free to send in recommendations from the desk of C at gmail.com. You can also send your recommendations to our Facebook page. Send me a message. I'll be sure to chat you back and talk to you about ideas for what you're thinking could be a great episode. Tell me about what you want to hear about. Write in. Let's end today's show with two more dreams. Episode 22 was all about being devoted to your dreams. And two wonderful writers have shared theirs with me. And I'd love to leave them with you as our parting note for today. This first listener writes, I can tell it's cold out before I open my eyes. So I wrap back up in blankets, look over at Richard sound asleep, and I fall asleep for a while longer. When I finally do get up, I realize Richard's been awake for a while now, and the sweet aroma of coffee fills our airstream. Opening the windows, I take it all in. We're finally here, tucked safely under the giant redwoods, like I have always dreamt about. I just wish the kids were here to see them. The morning sun has quickly taken the chill out of the air, so I open all the windows and let the cool forest air in. After a year of working on the Airstream, packing and preparing, we finally made it here to our first stop. It's been months since Anna Lauren went off to college and I still miss hearing her voice in the morning. I'm finally adjusting to Richard III being gone and he has been so busy at the Naval Academy lately that he hardly has time to even FaceTime but thankfully still finds a minute here and there to text. 
As I watch his father in the kitchen, I admire how much they are alike and realize how much I miss having them little and still at home with me. Richard is setting up his workstation while our dog Winston takes a mid-morning nap in the corner of his new bed. Shortly, he will beg for a walk and slobber me with kisses before he heads off with his dad. And he was supposed to be my dog, not that Winston ever cared about that detail. I don't think that he could ever love anyone quite the way he loves his father. Those two have always been in a world all their own. We begin our days like we always do. And even as our environment changes constantly, I love this routine more than I can describe. Coffee, hike if possible, and a few hours of work, and then I paint. Nights are for us, and we usually spend them making plans for future travels, cooking something new, and stargazing. After 20 years of marriage, he is still the one I want to see at night before I close my eyes. Thankfully, my days of working the gallery are over, but I continue to send them new work and have multiple clients that I continue to supply art to. And even as we adventure, this continues to be my life's work. My degrees from University of Hawaii and George Washington hang on the wall next to finger paintings the kids made when they were still in diapers. Photos of Christmases together, playing in the snow, and of adventures we had together surround us like a warm blanket. They remind me of how wonderful and funny and often hard those times were, but how much they strengthen our marriage, our family, and even my faith in myself. They remind me that every single struggle we endured was to give our kids a better life. Plans for our trip to South America are still in the works, and we plan to meet up with my parents and many other family members and friends along the way through Panama. I've been working with some fellow artists on the idea of a book about making art while raising children, and it is turning into a beautiful collection of stories and incredible art that I'm anxious to get organized. It should be further along when we finally begin our trip in June. We spent a year reconstructing our flying cloud and plan to live in it for at least two years. And I don't know how we'll go back to living in the Charleston house after this, but I do miss my closet immensely. The one perk of not having the kids along this time is that we have plenty of storage now and I can grab an easel out of their closet unit, give my sweet husband a kiss, grab my coffee, favorite coat and paint kit, and set up underneath one of these ancient trees with no plan to leave for the foreseeable future. Our second dream reads, I want to open up a school, a high school, but I want all of the curriculum to be based around one central performative project, a new one every year. The students will write their own plays, poetry, stories in English, research the historical backgrounds and overtones of their own works in history, plan the sets using calculations they learn in geometry, build them in shop, paint them in art, compose and play the soundtracks in music, learn about the lighting and sound in physics, Everything will be interconnected so that they can see why they're learning what they're learning and they can apply it to something that can move people, can create connections. They'll dance it or sing it, whatever their contribution will be in the final performance, but they'll have to learn every aspect of it. They'll decide where they want to focus for the big performance and the whole school will perform everything at the end of the year. I want to teach but I also want to be behind the scenes organizing, working with all the teachers together and be part of the planning. I love co-planning with other passionate teachers, so that will have to be part of it. It smells like acrylic paint. There are no uniforms. It's loud, 
but controlled, excited loud, not reckless loud. The kind of loud kids get when they're really in the zone. There are warm vibes, a bustle of ideas, and it's all the kids' creativity driving everything. My dream is being in the back of the theater during tech week. My favorite part of any performance, where the real art happens, just proud as hell, yelling from the back of the auditorium to emote more, to amp it up, to be their biggest possible selves. And then recording it all from my phone. I'd like to thank those of you who wrote in to share for sharing. Dreams are important. Dreams build legacies. And we just finished discussing the importance of legacy in all of our lives. No matter how far away your dream feels, or how big it feels, don't stray from it. And don't let it fade away. And if it scares you a little bit, then that's a dream worth wanting. Trust me. A little bit of fear is okay. I'd love to end season one of Sundays with C with a vision for one of my dreams that I wrote only a few years ago. I will definitely be rewriting and I look forward to what that sounds like. But I will share with you this one dream that I still have. <clears throat> what will its name be, Mommy? Asked my four-year-old. He laid his head across my stomach, listening for something. I don't know, my love. And it, it won't be an it, honey. He or she is a baby, I said to my child. My husband snuck out of the fort to plug in the lights we hung around the sheets of our safe haven. The rain is loud enough to hear through our laughter and silly conversation. Our first child has decided to draw our portraits and is pleading for us to sit still. With an arm around me and a hand across my belly, my husband pulls me in close. His cologne is warm and smells of sandalwood. After finishing his picture, our son crawls into my husband's lap with a storybook and wide eyes. My husband's whispers caress all three of us to rest in the comfort of the fort. I awaken to him wrapping his arms around me to carry me upstairs to our bed. He's already tucked our son in for the night. Before I know it, the sun is crawling into our bedroom, and I am awakened by the smell of breakfast. I hold on tight to the railing as I make my way to the kitchen, only to find them both covered in flour and sugar. Is all of this for me? I asked. My son tackled my knees, buried his face into my legs. Mommy, don't be silly. This is for my little brother in your belly. He has to eat too, you know, my son responded, tickled pink. All right, big guy, we gotta let your mother eat. How about we call Grandma Joe and your grandpa? My husband scoops his twin into the air and pulls him onto his shoulders, kissing my forehead on the way out of the kitchen. The trees are heavy with the night's rain. What a perfect Sunday morning. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And thank you for being your best self. Happy almost new year. See you on the other side.